Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, enter, just you forgot to enter. Whoa. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. This is Connor Hallway of the Golden Hours Podcast, and this is a GDP Minute. And guys, I just want to reiterate on last week. Now, I am going to work my hardest for the rest of my life to entertain people, to provide valuable content for people, and to hopefully make people's lives better through Golden Deer content. Movies, events, podcasts, and it means the world to me. If you guys get value from this content, that you share it with a friend. That's all, literally all I ask. Just share it with a like-minded friend. Like this upcoming episode you're about to listen to, if you laugh at it, if you cry, if you think it's funny, just share it with a friend. And if you don't, do not. Literally. If it's not worth your time, do not do it. But I want to grow this brand very big. I want to make huge movies in my life. I want to be in huge movies in my life. And this is my vessel to get there and to grow things. And so, again, if you get any sort of value from this episode, please share it with a friend. It keeps us going. It keeps me going would mean the world. Now that that's out of the way, very fun episode today. Short, concise, quick with the Ryan Kendrick. Now, Ryan Kendrick, let me tell you why I'm fascinated by his story. Because as you guys know, I got a little bit of acting past myself and my goal is to be in movies. And this guy is actually out in LA working the acting hustle right now. And my friends knew him. They said, dude, this guy's a riot. You got to meet him. And I said, no, why don't we just get him on the show? So Ryan came on, really funny, charismatic guy. And if you saw this dude, you'd be like, yo, he looks like he could be a movie star. Like he does. He's tall, fucking charismatic, goofy, funny, big smile. And um, I was just, I'm very fascinated by the acting hustle. How do you do it? Like, that's one thing that I couldn't, can't do is just be patient and sit around for other people's decisions. And he does it, and he works it, and he's been working in L.A. for eight years, and he's gotten some wins, but his big and most recent win just came from um, his guest spot on MacGruber, which is a new Peacock show. And I thought the show was very, very funny. I thought his role was very, very funny. And we just kind of talked about his career and uh, where he's trying to take things, what his day-to-day is like as an L.A. actor, and I really learned a lot from this one, and I'm going to use it moving forward, so I appreciate Ryan doing this for us. And, uh, yeah, man, it was good. It was concise. He said something so fucking funny. What did he say? He's like, when I look in the mirror, I look, and I'm like, Ryan Kendrick could be that guy. I started rolling, man. That was hilarious shit right there. Um, Anyway... I really hope you guys like it. I had fun. And uh, without further ado, Ryan Glaze. Enjoy. Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait. Was that not it? Hey, enter. Just, you forgot to enter. Okay. Hold on. Hold on one sec. Take your time. You look great, man. You look handsome. Sweet. I told you I did my research, man. My boys put me on you. They're like, yo, we know we met this guy at the bungalow. He's a legend there. He's on TV. This guy's doing it. And um, yeah, and so the first thing my friends told me was they're like, yo, listen, this dude, he looks exactly like John Hamm, man. 
Do you get the ball done? Probably the 678th time I've been told that, if I can count right. Well, dude, that dude, John Hamm's hot as hell, so that's a big look. Dude, I love it, man. I mean, there's got to be a way to get me to play like his younger brother or, I don't know, maybe his son. I think he's like 20 years older than me. I think he's more than 20 years older than me. Well, could you do stunts? Um, yeah, I've done some stunts and some really indie low budget things that came out great. But, um, if John Hamm needs, uh, someone to do a stunt for him and and they want to give him a line, I'm there. I was going to say, yeah, like, um, so I made a movie in Boston and, uh, I'm moving out to LA pretty soon to go make another one. And I gained such an incredible respect for Tom Cruise after like trying to do my own stunts. Dude, the shit that guy was doing is insane. When, when you were on the indie, were you doing anything similar? Like anything crazy fights? No, the indie budget uh, did not allow for me to <laughs> jump out of a running airplane in the air. Um, so hopefully my next project where I can do stunts um, and airplanes involved but I, I still don't think I would do what he does. It's pretty crazy. But after what, 30 years in the game like him, you probably want to start getting a little crazy to, to keep it alive. Well, dude, the opener on Mission Impossible 2 is amazing on the side of the cliff. And I had I was convinced it was CGI and then did my research on it. I was like, wow, this is nuts that this dude is doing it. Well, anyway, real quick before we move on, can you just give a quick synopsis of who you are and what you do for anyone listening? What's up, everyone? My name is Ryan Kendrick. I'm an actor um, slash professional idiot (laughs) and I'm born and raised in Northern California. Um, I went to college in San Diego. I played basketball my whole life. And then I wanted to pick up acting um, while I was kind of finishing up my college run. So I started taking acting classes at San Diego State, moved to L.A. Um, I put out a lot of really Great content, uh, a lot of bad content, but it's landed me here talking with you and I'm fresh off my recurring guest star credit in the new MacGruber series on Peacock. Everybody go watch it and um, excited to be here. Now, peeling it back. So before you made the decision, you're like, all right, I want to be an actor at the end of SDSU. Are you thinking your whole life, like, you know, I could probably be on the camera, man. I can make some people laugh. I've never been a stranger to attention. So, you know, now when I look back as a young kid, I always just remember watching like the Disney Channel sitcoms like Boy Meets World and whatever was on there. And I was always telling myself, I could do that. I want to do that. I just don't know how to do it. And I'm slowly now figuring it out. (laughs) So you're growing up back then, Boy Meets World was, is this like that's so Raven era? Is this... Was that a little later, was, Hannah uh, Montana? I would say I was more the era as like a kid in the Boy Meets World, Full House, Step by Step, Family Matter, uh, Family Matters. Um, what else was out that I really like remember? I think it was like those five shows right there. They were like Disney ABC sitcoms. Oh, like uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Uh, okay. Just all those shows, they kind of like, I really look back now and I'm like, those are the shows that kind of gave me um, the interest in wanting to be on TV and act and be in, you know, whatever calls my name. 
Now, so were you one of those guys who was like super? So I've always had this issue. Like, I've never been like a film nerd. Like yeah. a lot of dudes like love the art and like the story and the cinematography. I kind of have like a Michael Bay type taste where I kind of just like entertaining shit. Was that you growing up or were you like very fascinated by the storytelling aspect? I just loved when I was a kid watching anything comedy related, mostly like, you know, the really corny sitcoms, but also to like, um, like any Chevy Chase comedy movie, any John Candy, Candy comedy movie, Robin Williams, um, all those Nickelodeon Paramount movies in the 90s. That was like my thing. And then as I've gotten older, I really love thriller and suspense um, cinema. It, it's probably my favorite genre right now to watch. What specifically? Like, what have you watched? Recently, uh, recently I just finished Yellowstone. Well, I finished that. So good. So good. Yellowstone's great. Uh, I'd love to be in that show. Uh, what else did I just finish? Ozark. Um, I was watching that show, You. Um, I started 1832 or 1882, the prequel for um, Yellowstone. So all that stuff that just really has me, you know, on my toes and not wanting to look at my phone 24-7. <laughs> any, any of the Taylor Sheridan stuff? Like, were you getting into the True Detective stuff at all? I never got into that. It, it felt like it was um, like there were so many shows that felt like they were true detective at that time when that came out. Like that's like a, is that the vampire thing? No, that's true blood. Yeah. It's true blood. <laughs> yeah. I never got into true detective. I remember didn't. Um, Radley, that was like the, that was the Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. And they're like detectives. They're trying to like uncover some random murder in Louisiana. And they uncover this whole satanic thing. I don't want to give too much away. It was a movie or a series. It was like a six-part, seven-part series. That This is like just when that format of show had started. Yeah, the limited series stuff. Exactly. Yeah, it's good. It's like a movie compressed into a TV show. I love it. And that's what the MacGruber was. I loved I watched the whole thing, man. It was awesome. You killed it. Yeah, it's like, it's funny with the MacGruber thing. Uh, thank you. It So the movie was done in 2010, and then they do a series. But now if you, you know, go on Google and type... MacGruber season two, it seems like there's a push for it. So um, it's like a limited series with potential to come back, which is great for me if they want to uh, call my agent and uh, get me in there again. Well, dude, it's such a niche audience. It's such a cult following. Were you familiar with the character before you had filmed and got casted? Yeah, I was. I love all those SNL um, characters that kind of get a movie run they've done it a few times with like so many different projects but yeah i mean that's that's my lane you know comedy acting that's really the only kind of acting i thoroughly enjoy um so yeah i was aware and uh to have it come out and be at the premiere was uh was a dream come true man to be a yeah, part so of you know that production so now is this your first like full-blown streaming like real studio money project is that is this the biggest thing you've been on yet this is the biggest thing for sure that i've done so far i've also been in a few episodes on days of our lives oh cool what was that like it was great it was great uh soaps are awesome man it's constant work uh i was only in three of them i'd like to be in you know 300 of them but mcgruber i guess is you know as time has gone on that's the genre of stuff that um is booking me, 
but um, yeah, I've done Days of Our Lives. Uh, I had a small part in the prom on Netflix. It was a musical and I've got this scene where I'm like a red carpet reporter and Meryl Streep and James Corden come up to me and kind of dance with me. So that was something I got a credit for. I auditioned for it and Ryan Murphy um, needed uh, red carpet, red carpet reporters. And he was like, all right, I want that one guy. So that was something else big I did. And then, yeah, MacGruber, you know, they flew me out to New Mexico. You know, I was treated like an A-lister. And then right when it was over, I was reminded I'm not an A-lister. <laughs> now, for you, like over the course of your career, now you've been acting from me doing the math, like eight, nine years now in LA, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you as an actor, like you pray for breaks, right? Yeah. So when you get that call, like fucking seven, eight years later that you finally get onto a web series, like, what is that feeling like? Cause dude, I, it's cause yeah. Cause dude, I mean, I, I can only imagine like you hustling the last seven, eight years. There's just been moments where you're like, yo, what the fuck am I doing? And then you just finally get a fucking W like that. I had a really, really hot head of steam um, going up to COVID and, you know, I was still constantly filming and doing really good stuff. And then when COVID happened, I was kind of like, oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. Like, you know, I've got this run going or this, you know, whatever you want to call it. I'd call it a run. And all of a sudden COVID happens and I'm like, great. You know, I'm not getting younger. Time's ticking. It's impossible to like, you know, even get an audition right now because nothing's filming. And a few months into COVID, I get a self-tape audition for MacGruber. And then like two months later, they say that I booked it. So I was really blessed to get that credit in that project because, um, you know, if you don't, you know, seven years, eight years, you're going at it. And, you know, I still have, you know, Days of Our Lives on my resume and the prom on Netflix and, you know, some other indie stuff. But to get, you know, like the four episode recurring guest star credit, Sam Elliott plays the older version of my character. I'm playing Will Forte's dad. The jokes that like would fly at the premiere about that was so funny. I would, I would just call <laughs> Will. I'd be like, hey, son, you know, go get me, uh, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, it was really fun playing in that whole, uh, that whole little ballpark of Sam Elliott, Will Forte, MacGruber, 1985. So I, I'm just really amazed at dudes who go out there and, and, pursue the acting hustle dude because like your belief must be so high and I imagine it's just a, a game of you're like all right I'm hustling I'm hustling I'm hustling but I'm waiting for my next big break are you like a big believer in like type manifestation type stuff or is that your thing yeah I mean I think without even knowing it I've been a you know optimist and a you know manifestation believer and without even really calling it that or or knowing it because I always loved playing basketball and I always knew I was the best basketball player on the court. And in high school, I got a bunch of awards and had games scoring 36 points. And um, I just always, you know, wanted to, whatever I was involved in, constantly keep moving up to the highest level. So when I decided I wanted to, you know, move to Hollywood and get into acting, you have to have that kind of wackiness in your head <laughs> for sure good or bad wackiness that like I'm going to keep sticking on and keep moving forward no matter how ugly it gets and it literally is a movie you're living a movie you have good things happening bad things happening one thing though that's kept me afloat is I just 
produced my own comedy sketches through the years, put them on social media and let people react. And I get such a good reaction from the dorky little stupid comedy skits that I put up that I was like, you know what? I've got legit casting people, producers, directors, writers, people at like a super high level that say I'm funny. I like watching your stuff. And those small little moments are enough to keep you going. If you're seeing, you know, small things happen along the way. Like for me, it was days of our lives and then MacGruber. And now I just auditioned for like the biggest thing of my life and nice. fingers crossed that I get it. I know I'm going to get it. Um, so get it. you just got to, you know, you got to celebrate every win and kind of learn how to keep it going. How many times has there been a, a moment where you genuinely consider quitting? Never, not once. Yeah, that's like some savage mindset shit that like, good for you, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, after the MacGruber thing, like my reps now, you know, they have something for me to be pushed with, you know, so. I'm just, it's like, it's so commendable that like you fight for something for eight years and you see little incremental progress, but you're still waiting on that one thing and you just thug it out knowing it's going to come. I just got a ton of respect for that. Thanks, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, without trying to sound like a cocky asshole, when I look in the mirror and, you know, I'm a fun, charismatic guy, God, can I talk about myself anymore? But when I look in the mirror, I'm like, Ryan Kendrick, that guy can do it. You know, like people <laughs> say I look like other actors, then people say that I'm funny and my acting is good. And I'm like, I'm combining both. And, you know, like I had a meeting with a huge management company uh, last week and they've got interest in me. And I'm like, these people are representing these shows and these actors and they have me in their office for the second time. Whatever I'm doing is working. You just got to keep the mental strength rolling. You know, that's why I'm, you know, yeah, I'll have fun on the weekend at the bungalow, but you know, Monday through Friday, early in the morning, I'm up working out, you know, memorizing lines, getting auditions in, staying sharp, you know, keeping the the craft rolling, even if you know you're not booking anything, the fact that you're, you know, preparing work and putting together, you know, a self-tape audition that you're excited about, things like that, you know, once a week, twice a week, three times a week will keep you rolling. Yeah. So what is your day-to-day like? Wake up in the morning. After seven. Make sure sure, uh, (laughs) drink some water, some essentia. We'll take it. uh, I pour some coffee, watch uh, whatever I've got on the TV screen, and then take a shower, immediately go to the gym. After the gym, I do intense cardio. I do that five times a week, Monday through Friday, that regimen right there. And then my day is just full of, you know, if I'm not booked, because I do voice acting, commercials, print ads, social media stuff. And then, you know, if I'm lucky to be on a TV show or in a movie, then that's even better. But I'm constantly staying busy, you know, using my, you know, performance skills um, in different avenues besides just, you know, TV and film. So with your agent manager, you are like, all right, I want to be booked on at least one sort of project per week. Is that kind of your schedule or? I mean, no, the schedule really is just auditions will start to come in Monday morning you know, self-tape auditions, um, everything is self-tape. I can't remember the last time. I have not been in a casting office 
since before COVID. So everything is self-tape, which I like the commercial self-tapes, but the theatrical ones, I'd rather be in an actual casting office, meeting them, uh, showing them my work in person rather than virtually, but it is what it is. So yeah, my week is just, you know, TV shows, commercials, um, auditions are coming in left and right. Now, when you say you'd rather be in a cast room, is that because you, you can actually like make contact with the people and they can't just turn down a video file kind of? No, just like to uh, walk in. Hey, how's it going? Get into the scene, do your work, leave. You, you can kind of leave more of a, uh, a glimpse in their head of who you are that way rather than the self-tape thing. But I've got a self-tape studio I go to and I film my auditions there and the guy that runs the studio has done like 300 episodes on General Hospital. So he's a seasoned actor. So we just really try to put out the best self-tapes we can. And we just sent in one a few days ago for a huge movie. Um, I can't say anything about it, but it's right up my alley. So fingers crossed and maybe uh, I'm putting it uh, in motion that I'll book it by <laughs> talking about it here. Is it like a project and a director that you've like kind of always dreamed of working with or? Not really, but it's like a huge comedy movie and coming off the MacGruber thing. Uh, I mean, I'm auditioning for stuff all the time, but like as of late, we had a big one. And, you know, I just, I always, I get excited when you have a big audition come in because that really lets you know that you're, you know, a casting director at least once a month is, you know, reaching out to your agent and giving you an audition for a TV show or a movie. I mean, it means, you know, you're not fucking anything up, you know, you're, you're doing your job and your job is to audition. And, um, that's where I'm at now. And, um, I mean, people hit me up and offer me stuff and I'm not really doing anything low budget now. So, um, I'm just really focused on the auditions and getting them in early. Now, let me ask you a question. Let me know if this has ever crossed your mind. You work super hard in the gym. I just saw your Instagram story, man. You're looking deezed <laughs> up. You look good, man. Dude, I, I, I was an athlete my whole life. So I all I know is to stay in shape. So have you ever thought of juicing? Because I got to be honest, bro. I've been thinking about it myself a little bit. Hey, man, I don't condone steroids, um, but I'm 6'2", 200 and like seven, eight pounds I can put on muscle really quick. <laughs> Let's right, go. Now, right now I'm like 207, I think, because I've been I've just been lifting really heavy and I've been eating right. Um, and you know, you, you gain muscle. But um, yeah, no steroids for me. I don't need them. I, dude, I'm I'm the full package. I'm here. <laughs> Listen, I got one, I got one of those too. But I'm saying to really push that physique to that next level, though. Yeah, man. I mean, look, I wanna be, I wanna be, you know like a blockbuster a-lister and that's like what those, I'm guys, those guys that look like me that you know have hair and you're tall and you know you're handsome you know if you stay in shape you know you could be that you know ryan reynolds the rock type of you know movie person um we're just you know that chris evans physique huh I said that Chris Evans physique, man. Chris Evans physique, the Ryan Kendrick physique. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it. Now, um, yeah, so are, when you say you do intensive cardio, are you doing HIIT workouts? 
No, I don't really do HIIT workouts. Uh, I've hurt myself actually doing HIIT workouts before. Um, dude, I do really, really old school lifting. I mean, I do, I do like a 50 minute prison yard workout where, you know, every day I'm switching the muscle group, but you know, just really stationary lifting, no jerking, no clinging. Um, I do squats, I do deadlifts, but you know, I don't, I don't like to do anything that tweaks your back. And then my cardio I do after I lift is I'll go do an intense staircase workout. Where are you at golds in Venice? Uh, yeah, I'm at golds in Venice. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I'll do that. And then I'll do an intense, you know, an intense staircase workout or an intense track workout and just really try to switch up the cardio and, you know, shock the body and five days a week. Yeah, dude. So last time I was in LA, like two, three weeks ago, my friend works out there and I, I was there for a week and it's, it's incredibly inspiring being in there. Cause all these dudes are just, you look up on the wall, you see all the posters, everyone there just like wants to reach the pinnacle of their physique. Yeah. I've noticed, you know, it's not really in style that much anymore to like be into bodybuilding and like lifting heavy and all that. But for me, I love it and uh, keeps me in my best shape. Um, but um, I've always been into, you know, weightlifting and, you know, trying to be as big and lean as like, you know, an old school WCW wrestler. Um, I love working out, man. Yeah. What did I do today? Arms. Yep. I still do arms, biceps, triceps, baby. Let's get it. <laughs> now, now um, you had, you talked about it a little bit, but is there, when did you make the distinction that you would rather be like a studio actor on shows and not produce your own content consistently, like go a YouTube route and, produce skits consistently on YouTube. I'm a big yeah. fan of Jimmy Tatcher. I don't know if you know who that is, but he's got a great channel. Nice. God, there's so many people out there doing it now. That's why I kind of noticed just get a really big TV or film booking and have your agents push that to get you onto the next big thing. Cause I did that for years, like crappy little YouTube sketch videos. And I did so many of them and it worked, you know, people were like, Oh, you're funny. And then when I booked McGruber and it came out and I was at the premiere and everything, I was like, uh, I'm not going back to like low budget, you know, or independent stuff. I'm like, I'm just focused right now on leveling up to the next biggest project that I can. And um, I spent years though of doing those little sketch comedy videos and it worked. And uh, I have some like actor friends that are kind of like stagnant with the way their career is going. And, you know, if you go and look at some of their, material like they don't have any material like I wanted to build myself kind of a little mini catalog of web comedy wannabe SNL mad TV stuff so you could be like oh that's what he was doing before he got that big credit like you you gotta like line up steps in order for wins to happen you know when you're trying to get to the highest level in Hollywood for sure you need momentum now yeah. now do casting agents ever look at your old content no, because on my casting profiles, it's all like, you know, my like highest quality indie film, TV show, uh, MacGruber stuff. So they don't see it. It's just floating around there, you know, on YouTube. And um, <laughs> I've recently taken down a few of them on my Instagram, not on YouTube, because YouTube is meant to, you know, put out videos all the time. But um, 
if you want to be a comedy actor, you got to create your own little comedy world. Uh, and it may look, you know, kind of odd to some others, but my stuff always, you know, kept me with an agent. You know, I've never been out here without an agent or a manager. So um, I've always had a product out there. So was that the first thing you did when you got to LA? You're like, all right, I got to book an agent, book a manager. Yeah, right when I got here, I enrolled, enrolled into an acting class um, and started asking questions and um, started slowly building a reel through student films and uh, got headshots. And then I just started, you know, emailing my, my casting profiles to agents and managers. And they were like, oh, you've got, you know, you've got like a comedy reel, fun. Let's see what we can do. Okay, cool. Now segue in real quick. So you go over to New Mexico. I was just in that area. I was, I was yeah. in Arizona, but awesome place. Now the editing on the show is unbelievable. The editor is a beast. The timing, the comedic timing is amazing. Now, when you were filming that, did you know it was going to be special? Yeah, man. I knew it was because on day one out there, we go to do our first scene. And um, we do our first scene and then there's like 40 people laughing behind me, you know, where they watch the dailies. I forgot what that's called. And I was like, I told myself in my head, I was like, well, I just made a bunch of people that produce on Saturday Night Live laugh in our first scene. And then I didn't know how it would come out because Will then came out and started kind of, you know, giving us pointers and stuff and he's like let's just do some improv so we did you know we did a ton of funny improv scenes and not all of them got to make the final cut which was kind of a bummer but that's you know tv movie making stuff but um i really didn't know what to expect but i was really happy the way they made me look and my character you know because blowing they, the mom's brains out you know and they gave me the storyline where you know when you watch episode one and you wonder throughout all the episodes what's going on and then <laughs> you circle back to episode eight and you find out it's me that killed mcgruber's mom his dad it just made me feel like whoa i've got like a piece in like hollywood movie story history so <laughs> stuff like that you know keeps me fresh and you know when i go and audition now you know my chin is up way more than it used to be <laughs> i hear you now on was the set was it like a, a well-produced set was it efficient was it kind of a slower longer day oh man it was as professional as it gets it was uh in new mexico albuquerque at the nbc studios nbc has a studio out there um and it was great um yeah i know netflix also has a big studio out there but yeah this was an nbc studio lot in albuquerque um, and everything was great. Um, and sorry to cut you off, Ryan. Is this this is before pre uh, Peacock launches? So did you know what the streaming service was going to be like? That's right. It was before Peacock came out, huh? Because I was filming in like August. Peacock dropped at the top of this year. Right? Yeah, that's right. So yeah, MacGruber was the first. Um, like comedy series that they launched that's like just to Peacock, but now it's on a few other uh, streaming services. But um, yeah, it was really exciting to be like kind of part of the first 
peacock comedy introduction that was original you know because they parks and rec and the office and all that stuff is on there you know but that's all old stuff so it was it was fun to be like part of a new project on a new platform did you know that what peacock was going to be what it was were you aware that it was going to be a streaming service or were they hush hush about it no i knew i knew it was going to be a, a streaming service because um i mean it was kind of i don't think it was it was nothing private but when I used to do episodes on Days of Our Lives at NBC Bob Hope in Burbank, there's a big peacock, like that's their logo. So, you know, if anybody knows TV. Oh, that's what that is? That's what that is, man. It's a big peacock, the NBC logo. <laughs> Bro, so like the, the ring of the NBC, it's like a rainbow ring is like the back of a peacock's feathers. Yeah. Dude, I had no idea. What the fuck? Blew yeah, my man. mind. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much it was under wraps, but um, yeah, man. Uh, I'm hoping they do a season two and bring me back. But I'm fortunate for the season one recurring guest star that they gave me. Super thankful for it. Um, and it's you know, I now have something that my agents can pitch me for, which I'm super blessed about. What was the bungalow after party like when you rap filming you know it's so funny we went to bungalow i got back on saturday morning i was out there for like a full seven days and um it was just fun man you know shenanigans with the friends you know you're a legend over there man i don't know if i should be happy or embarrassed i'm a legend at a bar but i'll take it it's fun people people have fun with it I really only go there once a week on Saturday and then I'm gone and, you know, we go somewhere else, but um, it's funny. I, I let everybody have a ball with it. You know, the, the bungalow thing, maybe like they'll do a bungalow studio 54 style movie one day. And like, I can be a character in it. Yeah. You'd be like the general manager. People think I like, like host there and like do bottle service. I'm like, no, I'm just here. You just love it. Yeah. <laughs> just here um okay anything coming up future projects wise yeah man i've got a movie coming out with a girl who's a series regular on one of tyler perry's shows on bet i'm really excited for that then i've got like two other indie films coming out um let me look at my imdb i've got i kind of was just you know up until COVID, even kind of during COVID, i was filming stuff um because you know i was at a point where i was kind of not ever turning stuff down because i just wanted to work and get better and you know that that's what it's all about until you know you book something big but um yeah i'm also in a movie called duplicious minds and our director is huge his name's robert ritberger and uh he's done a ton of big stuff um so delicious minds i've got stuff coming out who knows where it ends up you know nowadays stuff is more likely to end up on amazon netflix i had a small little co-star in a middle eastern netflix tv show um where they filmed some of it in la and i didn't know what i was working on at the time and then i turn on netflix like two weeks ago and i'm like no way that project i worked on got picked up by Netflix. 
So you just never know, you know, what you work on, where it's going to end up. I did something that ended up on Roku and got like 7 million views, like the show. It was called Cypher. So you just never really know what um, you work on, where it's going to end up. Now, let's say a script comes across your desk and it's like, all right, this is a huge career look. This is like the one Warner Brothers going to be in theaters everywhere big streaming but the content on the script is a little suspect like they're like maybe you got to go half naked some shit like that maybe you got to use vulgar language how do you navigate something like that because that would be such a tough situation to be in it is a tough situation and i have turned down some stuff as far as auditions go where they wanted me to do this or do that and i was like i'm not molding my career that way but it is all storytelling you know, so if the director and the studio and, you know, is right and it's people that, you know, I'd love to work with, you know, I'm definitely leaning more towards doing edgier stuff. <laughs> just because I'm an edgy guy anyway, so there's not really too many boundaries for me, you know? Yeah, for sure. I get it. Yeah. Um, all right, man. Well, hey, I had a blast. I hope you had fun. This was great, man. I've done a few of these and yours definitely was. You're a great podcast interviewer. I appreciate it. 300 episodes later, I hope I'm okay at it. Um, listen, there's a certain way we have to start and end the episode. Cool. But I'm only going to say it once, and you have to execute in one try. Cool. So you say this, because I use it for post-production. Yeah. You say, hi, my name is blank. And this is my golden hour directly after no break in between. Hi, my name is Blake. And that was my golden hour. Okay. Hold on. Say that again. Hey man, I told you I was going to say it once, man. (laughs) Hi, my name is, and this is the golden hour. Wow. You confused me with that one, buddy. All right, I'm going to deliver it one more time because that was poorly executed. Ryan, you ready? Are you ready? Ready. Oh, wait, I had one more question. Yeah. Are you of Persian descent? My dad's Persian. My mom's white. Oh, nice, dude. Yeah. My my friends who you know, who at least you guys have met a couple of times, are um, Israeli. I don't know if you ever talked about that. Uh, yeah, I have a ton of Israeli friends. I went to college with a ton of Israeli guys. I love them to death. But yeah, not a lot of people know that I'm um, that I'm half Persian, half white. But we're all mixed these days, so you know we all just. No, I'm a, I'm a hundred percent Irish savage. That's I love it. it. I love Irish bars. <laughs> I do too. Okay, ready? One more time, Ryan. So, hi, my name is blank. Your name. You plug in your name. Yeah. And this is my golden hour. Directly after no break. Hi, my name is blank, your name. And that was my golden hour. <laughs> I'm not writing this down, man. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> You're a good guy, Ryan. Okay, hold on. What is it? Hi, my name is. <laughs> your, what is your name? So you'd say, hi, I'm Ryan Kendrick. And this is my golden hour. Directly after no break. Hi. My name is Ryan Kendrick, and that was my golden hour. You want me to say directly after break? No, I don't. So you just okay, have two no. sentences. 
Hey, it's Ryan Kendrick, and this is my golden hour. And then what do I say? Hey, I'm Ryan Kendrick, and that was my golden hour. Got it. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest with you. Everyone fucks this up. All right, let's do it. All right, you got it, man. The floor is yours. Hey, my name's Ryan Kendrick, and this is my golden hour. Hey, I'm Ryan Kendrick, and that was my golden hour. Well delivered, man. Hey, that was great. Um, what I'm going to do is once we're done, I'll get an address and I'm going to shoot you over a shirt. Are you a large? Heck yeah, brother. Thank you. And you can rip off the sleeves and get fucking jacked to it. At yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be posting about it. And dude, put up a thumbnail. That thing you sent me um, a few days ago with the thumbnail or yesterday. I'm going to get your photo right. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. No, do the... Um, because I kind of have this new, are we up? We're not on camera right now, are we? We are, we are still rolling, but. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, um, there, I, I'm like picky about certain pictures I put on promotional stuff now because there's pictures of me online that are like dated. You, you want to look hot. Yeah, they're dated and uh, I'd rather have that new, new up. So, yeah. No problem. I can take care of that. It's okay. Um, well, I say. Uh, yeah, I got you. No problem. Yeah, and, uh, up and I'll reshare it to my story today. All right, sounds good. Yeah, and I'm going to cut up some clips and you can use them however you'd like. Yeah, dude, send me stuff. I'm all about posting the content and, you know, little teasers and um, all that good stuff. All right, man. And when I get back out to LA, I'll shoot you a text and we'll go to the bungalow. <laughs> totally. It sounds like a plan. All right, man. Hey, it was great to meet you. Keep hustling. It's inspiring. <laughs> Thank you for your time. All right. See ya.